Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, November 24th. This is episode number 126. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Well, it's going okay, Rod. You know, um, after a game that the Browns won that felt like a loss. <laughs> we'll get into that, you know. <laughs> it's still one. Still one. But... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, to help, help us get into that is our guest. Uh, uh, we'll just call him Tommy D. You can f- find him on Twitter at WTF Browns. Uh, Tommy, how are things going? I, I'm really good, Rod. Thanks for asking, and uh, looking looking forward to Thanksgiving and and uh, hopefully getting past this Lions bar- barely a win and, and beating the Ravens this Sunday. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of a funky week with Thanksgiving coming up and all that. So uh, glad to be talking to you guys and um, putting a wrap on the Lions game and all that. Uh, but before we get into the football talk, we're going to talk about what we're drinking tonight. And Tommy, you're the guest. We're going to let you kick it off. So why don't you tell us what you have in front of you there? So I, for the life of me, have been a Miller Lite guy. So I got a Miller Lite with me. And then I also have a... Uh, a fireball once you guys get me fired up that I can fire in the hole and, and go from there. <laughs> I've, I've been well, known to. I, I had, I had Mexican ahead. food for, for lunch, Rod, so I'm thinking, you know, we kind of both have fire in the hole. You got a little fire in the hole, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah, I've been known to drink a little fireball, too. So, um, so yeah, good choice. Good choice, yeah. indeed. And I'm drinking. A, a beer that Jeff's just going to love. I, I Actually, I bought a four-pack of this a while back, and I've had one already, but I didn't have it on the show. So it's by Duclaw Brewing Company, which is one of my favorite breweries. And uh, this is called the Pastriarchy. Uh, and this is root beer float imperial brown ale brewed with uh, vanilla bean and natural flavors. Uh, this is a 8.7% alcohol. And comes in a nice uh, Ooh, sixteen ounce can. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff likes the real fancy craft beers. So, so does that it, come with it a, got, a side of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it sounds so it, it sweet. It does. It, sweet? it does not. No, it's. Uh-huh. You know, it it's really not super sweet. It's more kind of on the the porter side and kind of. Uh, you know, I, I'm just drinking it out of the can, but I imagine if I poured this into a glass, it would look pretty darn dark. Put a little scoop of ice cream in there and go at it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it could happen, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Love good it. beer, and pretty pretty much everything by Declaw is good. Um, but if you're looking for something light to taste, you know, like the uh, like the this isn't your grandpa's root beer. Uh, this isn't that. This is a little bit stronger. Uh, I mean, not in alcohol content necessarily, but in the actual flavor. So it's it definitely it tastes like a beer with kind of that you know a little bit of the dark root beer flavor to it, but it but you can tell it's a beer. It does not taste like root beer. Right on. So with that, we are going to move on to the segment where we let Tommy talk about his Browns fandom, kind of where it all got started, and anything you'd like to share with us about. You know, um, 
I guess just I'm just gonna turn the floor over to you. Yeah, I'm a Browns yeah, fan. Yeah, so I've been a uh, I've been a diehard Browns fan since I'd say the mid '80s. Um, it probably started with the Browns Jets double overtime game. I'd say that's the one that uh, created the lunatic that I am today. Okay, um, you were at that game too, huh? I, I wasn't at the game, but had a bunch oh. of people over, and I still remember. When the the final kick went through, my dog biting my buddy's uh, or my my brother's buddy in the ass, and pandemonium <laughs> broke out then, and and I was like, my God, this is this is unreal. And then you know, obviously the next week was absolutely horrendous. The kick that didn't go through, and we we lost the game that we shouldn't have lost. But um, that's where it kicked off. Uh, been here since. Been through obviously horrendous horrendous years and now we're in a little better shape um i wish it was better shape but um yeah so that's where it started and it's been here since and yeah i I have uh you know you know my kids friends come over on sundays and hear me screaming at the tv and they go home to their parents and they're like that guy's out of his mind and and i'm not gonna disagree with them so um but yeah I, i'm i'm a huge fan um passionate as you'll see on twitter whether it's good bad i am i'm not roses guy i'm not everything's horrendous guy i'm react to exactly what happened guy and and whether that's good or bad that that's where i'm at every sunday or monday um mm-hmm. and that's what you'll find with my twitter account okay well Jeff actually was at that game, that Browns uh, Jets double overtime game. That's awesome. Me and me and 1.8 million other people who claim to have been there. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of like Len Barker's perfect game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. ten thousand that were at that game, right? Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, I did see Len Barker's game. We on we I don't you watched, we watched it, too, it on right? TV. We watched it on yeah. TV, but yeah, I'm not yeah. Gonna, not going to claim to have been there. Because it was a rainy night, and most people left or left that game early, probably anyways. Yeah, and then they <laughs> no, only got like ten thousand back then, anyway. But yeah, that's that's cool that you guys saw that live. So, yeah, the Jets game. I was actually in the lower uh, level of the stadium, up underneath the overhang and behind a pole. Okay. So every oh, yeah, time the, the ball club, went up yeah. for a punt, I lost it for about three seconds until it came back down. Um, that was the worst place to watch a game from, but what an, what a crowd. And I'll never forget the, uh, experience after that game, um, on the yeah, way home the, the, and the gas, no hit. Remember the gas no hit without that, the, the hit on Bernie, if, if he doesn't do that, we, we lose the game. Who knows how the future goes from there, but he, he hit Bernie in a late hit. We got the big penalty. We moved on and. I think there was 2010 at that point, and we we came back and got it. So yeah, that that's what started me as who I am as as a fan. So nice, pretty cool, pretty cool. So so the Browns played this past Sunday. Uh, I guess we called a football game uh, against the Lions. They come away with a victory, 13 to 10. And I don't know if this was just just a horrible game to watch or if this is just the kind of game that the Lions get teams to play. Um, because it seems like the Lions, <laughs> when teams play the Lions, this is what happens. 
there has been a lot of that going around. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, the, I mean, the Steelers tied them, and, and that was a horrendous game to watch as well. So, yeah, I, they, they bring out the ugly in teams, I guess. I don't know, but, yeah, that was a it was a, one of the worst games I've watched in my life. Uh, but <laughs> And we've seen but, some bad ones. Yeah, no, and we have. But, listen, they got out of there with a win, which is better than a tie like the Steelers did or, God forbid, a loss to them. So, six and five better than we could be so i'm happy in that regard did i walk away like victory monday and a little bit further from that but still a win's a win i guess well i mean i still put my victory monday tweet out because to me it's it's still a victory i mean you have to still be glad that they won i mean you can't go away with it feeling like the team really progressed a lot but or at all or at all, but you have to, <laughs> yeah, but you have to feel, I mean, you got to be glad that they won a game they should have won, you know, that they didn't slip up there because, correct, you know, that the trap game and all this stuff comes up or would they be it, looking it, ahead? If I had stuff? to describe that game in a song, because I, I love music, um, I'm a huge music guy, it, that game was a bittersweet symphony. So it, it, it wasn't, it was not, it was not it was not, it wasn't good, but listen, we got out of there with the win. Move on, move on to the next week, and the next week is obviously beyond huge. So we'll see. Yeah. So, so Jeff, what were some of your takeaways from the game? Just an ugly game. Um, some of the problems that we've talked about all season long continue to to happen with penalties. Um, you know, I I texted you early in the game rod that you know we started out with uh i don't remember what the penalties were it was a, a procedure penalty and a, and a, a neutral zone infraction or something on the defense so one on each side of the ball before we even got into the you know second possession um you know you, you just like to see them at least start out clean on that stuff um when you when it happens early it's just it the, it's the sense of foreboding that, you know, God, are we going to see another game where they just continue to shoot themselves in the foot? And we pretty much did. I mean, that, that was the story of, of the game was that both teams really kind of shot themselves in the foot. Um, you know, you would expect it from Detroit at this point, the Browns, I don't know, who knows what to expect from week to week. You know, we've, we've talked about them being team 180. Well, they didn't 180 this week. They, they did, they won, but, you know, they looked as, almost as bad as they, that they, as they have in those down weeks. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to really build a lot from this, you know. Um, like you said, you don't feel real confident or, or um, upbeat about going into Baltimore uh, after the way they played. You know, you, you can take some nuggets here and there, but, man, just, just really tough to find well, and, anything and, positive. And, and to your point, right out of the gate, and, and I want to speak to this guy quite a bit later, and I will, Rob, but right out of the gate, Baker throws just an absolutely horrendous interception. I mean, he overthrew the wide receiver Landry by 10, 15 yards, and the Lions have the ball, and it's like right away you're like, what are we doing? We should be jumping on this team, and instead – we're handing the ball to them for them to drive the other way. So, you know, he, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Again, I want to speak more to that. But um, the start that, that we got off to is just 
you want to jump on a team that has no wins, right? You want to jump on them, kill them early, get them out of the game, and instead yeah. you're five and five, and and you you let them in at the entire game, like they were there at the end, and that's not what you do to a winless team. Again, we won. I get it. Get out of there. Win the game, but you got to kill those those type of teams early. Yeah, that. I'm not going to go off on the penalties, Jeff. Don't don't worry. But there there were 21 <laughs> penalties God. in this game, and I mean, you know, and and I'm you know, and I was kind of thinking that the refs were calling it too tight. But you know, afterwards I looked, and that that crew is right in the middle for the amount of penalties that they call. So so I have to believe that that crew called it pretty pretty straight up, like how they would normally call it. Okay, and that the teams were just probably guilty of some stuff. I mean, I, there's always going to be stuff that, that uh, can be called or not called. But, you know, well, I, I think... To be fair, I, the, the refs saved us on a few drives. There's no way around that. I mean, we, we had oh, some yeah. pass interferences calls against, against the Lions, and without them, we, and, we don't score. So... I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining lines. about I'm not yeah, complaining the about lines. the refs. I, I'm complaining about the fact that there were 21 penalties on the game, which made the game more unwatchable. Yeah, no, that's pretty that. much it. Yeah. Nobody well, that's wants what you, what you, that's what you get from two really bad organizations. Um, teams that are undisciplined, teams that make a lot of mental errors. You're going to have a, a, a giant cluster of of misplays and and. What's the ref? What are the officials going to do? Just just let these horrible teams play? I mean, yeah. come on. But it, to your point, it's, Rod, it's a function of how bad these guys are. But to your point, Rod, it it makes a game unwatchable where where it you does. have that many penalties. Like when you see a clean game and it's thirteen ten, that's a different game than when you watch penalty after penalty on both sides, bullshit calls, whatever you want to call them. Like, yeah, it, it gets rough to watch. So. That you're right. That made the game that much more unwatchable. Yeah, and that was my main complaint. And were the refs calling it too tight? And you know, could could we have gotten away with you know calling 15 penalties in that game and just gotten it over with a little bit quicker? Yeah, you know, I'm not complaining about the treatment the Browns got. You know, not at all. It's just yeah. they're just it gets to be where there's there's just a limit to how many penalties you can take when you're watching a game. It's like, are you kidding me? They would call a penalty sometimes like five plays in a row, and I understand that that it's on the players and the teams, but it just it just made it kind yeah, of unwatchable. Yeah, and I would say that that's any game, right? I mean, I, I hate watching games where the refs take over. Yeah, that is yeah. not why I watch football. I don't want. A, and I'm so tired of these players, every God-blessed play, asking for flags, where it's a quarterback or the wide receiver or the cornerback, whoever. Oh, yeah, they I, want I'm one so, every play. Every, every play, they're asking for a flag, and I'm like, that's not why we watch football. I, I want to no. see a guy make a play on another guy. I don't want to see the refs involved, but you're right. It's become a huge part of the game, and it's too much. Yeah, so I think coming uh, in, I think the Browns knew that that the Detroit secondary was going to play tight. Mm -hmm. That that there was opportunity there to to get some plays called um, against that secondary, and I think that was probably part of the game plan um, was to to try to exploit those guys. And you know, I I think the officials probably had the same sort of. of 
background on the on the Lions that you know that they knew that that was going to be an issue. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, but I'm with you, Tommy. I think they bailed us out several times and yep. kept our drafts sure. alive for sure um, on things that that you know in other games where whether it's us or or anybody else, I I'm not sure that those would have been called that type. Yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I, they probably called some other things tight against the Browns that, you know, maybe shouldn't have been as tight, too. So, um, yeah, you got to if you're going to say things even out over the season, you got to figure those things probably evened out, too. So, um, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, over over game to game, whatever. I mean, we've gotten some bad calls. So this was our game. All right. We got it. We win. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, just looking at some of the stats for some of the guys, I'll I'll be honest with you guys. When I looked at at Baker's numbers, um, seeing he was fifteen for twenty nine, it honestly seemed worse than that. And that's not a good <laughs> that's not a good amount. You know, I mean, that's not a good stat line at all. Um, you know, one seventy six, one touchdown, two picks. Um, not a good line, but it felt it felt worse than that. Um, I mean, the real star of the game, of course, was Nick Chubb. Twenty-two rushes for a hundred and thirty plus the receiving touchdown. Yeah, absolutely, and, you run know, him he, every game. Run him every game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you you can't run him too much. Um, I mean, you, you know, well, the Browns gonna are never going. We're going to get Hunt back this week, so it, that'll lighten the load a little bit. I don't know why when Hunt's. And, and again, I, you know, I hate to be the guy who always questions the head coach and everything, but I don't know why Nick Chubb's not getting closer to 30 carries a game yeah. when he's the main guy. And I understand this week, maybe there was a reason because he's coming back from, uh, you know, from being on the COVID list. Maybe 22 is, you know, about enough for him. Um, but but uh, I think Nick Chubb's a guy who could handle 30 carries a week. <laughs> You know, or in a game, not not every game when you have Kareem Hunt, but he could he could handle thirty carries a game uh, without being too concerned. Yeah, I do think when Hunt's not there, they're giving those other backups too many carries. I, listen, I like Johnson, I like those other guys, but Chubb is a difference maker. To your point, when you don't have Hunt, Chubb should be getting the ball thirty times, especially in a game like that. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree he, he gets you. better the more he gets it, too. Yes. Where's the guys down? Correct. He wears you down by the fourth quarter. There's no way you can stop him. And so, yeah, it's I, I don't. And this is one of my beefs with this team. Believe it or not, I, Stefanski's play calling is not as good as people want to make it out to be. He he comes off where we should be like he should be running Chubb and Hunt and these guys more and and off baker less and um so i I don't know i that that's one of my issues with this team is i don't know about the play calling which if i told you that at the beginning of the year i wouldn't have believed that i would have said that because i thought he was unreal last year but i i really don't think the play calling has been very good this year well you're playing the detroit lions and the browns the browns never trailed in this game and baker threw the ball 29 times and Nick Chubb ran it 22 times. Now I know the other guy. I don't have the other guy's stats in front of me, but so so the Browns probably rushed as many times as they passed. But you would yeah. expect it almost to be. You, you would expect there to be more 
rushes yeah, the passes in a game. Way like more. This. Way yeah. more in a game like this. Yeah. Um I mean the the other the other star of the game is uh I mean there were other guys, but Jarvis, you know, four catches for fifty-three yards, but let's talk about that that um that wildcat formation where Jarvis ran for that touchdown and <laughs> what you guys yeah. think of that? I, I thank God for his uh improvision to just go with it and take it right up the middle because if if he would have thrown it to Baker, Baker probably would have got blown up. We don't score, and, and, and we're out of a quarterback again. But, yeah, so his he saw that the it was wide open in the middle. There's no linebackers there, no safety. He took it, and he, he scored it. That's a fantastic vision by him. That's why you got to get him the ball in any way possible, whether it's, you know, screens, reverses, whatever. The guy's got vision. He, he knows football. So yeah. I love Landry. Yeah, smart player. Je- Jeff, um, I want to get your thoughts on that. And I think what you what you texted to me after that play. <laughs> well, um, just real quick to go back to your, your question about how many times the Browns ran the ball, counting um, reverses and, and the, the Landry keeper and Baker's quarterback runs and so forth. They ran the ball 36 times and they threw okay. it 29. So, um, and, and yes, some of that was at the end of the game uh, when they were, you know, icing the the last possession um, in the fourth quarter. Some of that was Johnson. Uh, Nick, when, Nick, uh, Nick Chubb yeah. got the ball five straight times or something. Um, but overall, I, I think the balance in this offense is good um, between run and pass. I, I, you know, I don't think we can be a team that that runs the ball, you know, 60% of the time or 70% of the time, uh, even though we do have great backs and a great offensive line, defenses are going to stop that. You know, you, you have to keep defenses honest in the NFL. And, and the, you know, I think Stefanski is, is using every smoke and mirror available right now to try to do that within the constraints of, you know, what this offense has, you know, in terms of, of where the ball can be thrown and and where we can find success in the passing game. Uh, so that's so a nice let, way of saying our Jeff, quarterback is l- getting it done. Let me just ask you this, Jeff, before you go for further, because I want to address that right there. The constraints of this offense, okay? This we the, we are supposed to be built off a number one pick quarterback. The offensive line's unreal. We have decent wide receivers. We have unreal tight ends. Does it not concern you at six and five? In my opinion, we should be at least eight or nine wins deep right now. Does it not concern you that the what is holding this team back right now is Baker Mayfield? Because he's the reason that you just said that. The constraints of the offense is Baker Mayfield. The guy's mediocre at best. He, he, mediocre at best. It, Keenum could come in next week and do exactly what this guy's doing. So that is my biggest concern with this team. And I, I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on this because I'm battling people on Twitter left and right about, you know, that what are you talking about? He He's not the problem. It's the fans or it's OBJ or it's whoever. This is the reason we are six and five. He was supposed to be better than this, and he's not. He's a mediocre quarterback. Again, at best, I don't even know if he's mediocre. Like if if 
if you go mediocre, that's 16. He's probably like 22nd or 23rd in the league right now. Like, it drives me crazy how he's he's not hitting targets. He's un he's not accurate. He he's he's not seeing the field. The guy is overrated, and he's who is holding us back. You want to go first, Jeff? You may go. <laughs> well, I, I said of my comment, I said the quarterback's not getting it done. Um, it's a nice way of saying that the quarterback's not getting it done. Um, look, we've, we've discussed what Baker Mayfield's ceiling is for a, a long time. Um, and I think we've, we've tried to separate out what his ceiling is from what's happening today. Um, mm-hmm. What's happening today is he's playing really badly. And Correct. that could be that could be because of injuries. It could be because of contract concerns. Uh, it could be because of lack of chemistry with team. There could be a whole number of, of things that that play into that. Of why he's playing so badly now? When we've seen him play good sometimes and bad other times. Okay. Yep. I think the fact that he's a, a first overall draft pick at this point is irrelevant. Um, we used the pick on him that we used on him. And he's he's getting paid to be our starting quarterback. I think you have to be accountable for what your starting quarterback is expected to do. Um, he is is the type of quarterback that is going to be streaky. He's going to be hot and cold. And I think an offense has to be built around minimizing the risk with a gunslinger type quarterback. And that's exactly what Stefanski brought. So um, let me ask you this. Do, do you think that's good, though? Like, if he's a gunslinger, let's say he is Brett Favre, right? You don't want to... Well, I'm not going to put him in that category yet. <laughs> but, but, but if yeah, that's what he quite. if that's what he should be, right, you don't well, want to minimize that. that might be his ceiling. Okay, right, that let's say that is ceiling. his ceiling. Okay, let's say that's his ceiling. You don't want to minimize that. Like, you don't... Like, they don't throw the ball downfield anymore. Like, and when they do, it's horrible. Right. I get that, but if that's if, if he's a game manager and, th- and to me that's all he is right now he's throwing for like 150 to 220 handing the ball off like if that's who he is there is no way you pay this guy there's no chance i even consider paying this guy i'm looking at other options next year without question like you can't pay a guy to hand the ball off and throw for 180 like that's not what we drafted that's not who he is. And I'll tell you what, I, I think he the the kid that came out of Oklahoma with swag, this grabbing his balls, telling people, come at me, it's gone. And, and I don't yeah. know what happened. I don't know if it was OBJ or his wife, like, bringing him in, like, he got married in the middle of this. I, I don't know what it was. But something happened to this kid where he went from swag I'm the gunslinger to just bland and it's, it's not working. And, and again, and that's fine in this offense, we, we can have a, a mediocre quarterback win games and we're six and five. And obviously we're winning games right now, but that's not what Baker should have been. And if that's who he is, then it's time to move on and go get a new quarterback. And I got ideas for you guys. 
<laughs> well, let me I'm start off just, by saying, Rod, let, Rod, let me say this. I hope Emily Mayfield doesn't listen to this podcast because none of us needs her on our ass. No, no, no. We, we do want her to listen to this. We want her on yeah. her ass. We want her following us. We want her tweeting us. Listen, nah. Emily, I love yeah. you, girl, but you ruined Baker. I'm going to disagree. I don't think Baker's swag is gone. I think I think he's putting that energy into fighting through his through his injuries right now and and toughing this shit out. Um, that's just I think what he's doing right now. If if you see him on the sidelines and you see him, um, he's still getting fired up. It's still the same thing. I mean, it, it's tough to show a lot of swag when you're not winning games big in that. So. Yeah, um, li- I listen. Really, I, I really I guess, don't think he's changed that much. Well, I get he might he might be hurt, but if he is hurt, then he shouldn't be playing. Like we're playing, we're paying Case Keenum six million dollars to be a backup quarterback right now. Like he is a legit backup quarterback. If 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 Baker's hurt and he shouldn't be out there, then we should be playing Keenum to game manage these games. And get Baker yeah. back to where he needs to be. That's a, that's a whole other issue, though. That you know, that's that's not completely on Baker because Baker is going to tough it out and go out there and play. And if he really shouldn't be out there, yeah, that's on Stefanski and the other guys. I agree with okay. you. That's, I and mean, that's what, and that goes back to what I said earlier. Stefanski, I don't know. Like he seemed like he was last year. He was more in charge than he is this year. Like he's letting stuff go, whether it's play calling or you know baker's in charge of when he gets to play like no you are the head coach you well, tell him when he should they, be they, they haven't been real clear on that though as correct. far as who's making that call and, and yeah. that kind of makes you think that baker has a bigger probably a correct. bigger call on it than a he bigger should call than he should like stefanski you're the head coach you should be making this call not Baker and if Baker's making the call, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. I don't know where that comes from. Does that come all the way from Haslam or Barry, or is that just Stefanski? I don't really know, but that that's a problem. So, well, um, let me just throw this that. out there, Rod. Um, the idea that Baker shouldn't play because he's hurt. Um, I think every individual has their levels of pain tolerance and what they can play through. Um, Once the medical staff clears you um, and they say, you know, you can't hurt yourself worse or at least by playing um, and you're, you're given medical clearance to play. Okay. Then it becomes you know, what is the what is the player capable of playing through? And I'll give you another example. Uh, J.C. Treader uh, does very little practicing during the week um, because he has a plethora of injuries that are just sort of chronic things that he deals with. Uh, and he needs those days to recover. Um, he's an older player. He's been bumped around for, you know, a number of years. and um, He's entitled to that, right? But we still run him out there every Sunday because he's our best center. Uh, we don't say, you know, JC, go sit down for two weeks and get healthy. Okay. Um, I think you can make a case for case. See what I did there? Um, nice. From week to yeah, week. It was it was the same word twice. I like that. Wasn't that wasn't that cool? Yeah, um, yeah that was good, Jeff. So, um, like what 
Arizona has done with Colt McCoy uh, because Kyler Murray really isn't healthy enough to play. Um, they use their backup quarterback. He's done an admirable job. They have a system around him that, you know, he can thrive in. I think we have a similar scenario with Keenum that, you know, we saw in the Denver game, you know, that, that he can come in and he can, you know, be effective in our offense with all the other tools that are around him. Uh, he could probably do basis. exactly. He could probably do exactly what Baker's doing, right? I mean, what? what well, let's hope be? not. I hope he wouldn't throw two interceptions. Well, okay, but, but beyond that, I mean, his like, job is, to, is his job is to is to be his his job is to be a game manager. If you want to talk correct, about game managers, what, what that's is his Baker? job. Let, what okay. is Baker? Isn't Baker there? Baker Baker right now is an underachieving quarterback. I would call and, him a game manager. I, the, I, you know, I don't, said, yeah, I don't, I don't care s- what the semantics are, but the, the, the reality is, is that he's not playing at the level that he's supposed to play. Correct. At. But if, and, you just, and, if you said describe him in two words, my, my two words would be game manager. That's okay, all. That's, that's, that's fair. all he is. That's fair. Um, okay, and he, I think his, he's his, the same guy who, who played really well against the Bengals. I mean, obviously the offense didn't have to do a lot in that game. He yeah, threw the ball well. He, he threw looked, for like looked, 218, though. Like, it wasn't anything. It, it's not about the yards, though. You know, it's not always just about the yards. It's about how the ball looks. It's about how he's performing. You know, yards don't mean anything. Like, like I said on the last podcast, Baker's throwing for 300 yards twice this season, and we've lost both games. Yeah. So it's not just about throwing for a bunch of yards. You know, it's, it's situational. No, I agree. Uh, it's when you need it. I agree with that. Yeah, so and I'm not I'm not saying that to say that he should be playing. I'm saying that Baker Baker did well against Cincinnati. Now he's thrown up pretty much two clunkers in a row, okay? I think the situ the the question facing <laughs> Stefanski or whoever's making this decision about who's playing isn't does Baker feel well enough to play? It's it's what are we going to get out of Baker this week? with him playing hurt because Baker will play hurt. Even if he can't move his freaking arm, he's what he is going to go out there. Correct. He's going to say, coach, I'm if, fine. I can play. If it's up to him, he's playing. And it, I right. don't know that that's the right decision. Right. So it, here's it's, the problem. When he throw, I don't know if you guys saw the video, but when he throws it, listen, I know it's his left shoulder, not his right. But when he throws because of this ailment, he does not spread his legs out long uh, enough where you get the leverage to get the ball deep. So, like, say a 30-yard pass, he's not going to be able to get it 30 yards because he's he can't spread his body enough to do it. It, it didn't that affect that sense. throw to DPJ against Cincinnati, did it? It was a perfect throw. Now, I mean, he might not yeah, be able yeah. to do that every time. Yeah, again, I, maybe he can do it here and there, but I'm just saying it, it seems to be affecting him. And I, I Here's the thing, Rod. I hope it's injuries. I hope it's – if this is not injuries, then God bless. We really are in trouble. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's – it's you know, it, it, the coaches are deciding, you know, not whether Baker's well enough to play. It's whether it, – it's what they think they can get out of Baker any given week compared to what they think they can get out of Case Keenum. That's really their decision. Because Baker is always going to be ready to play, and that's the decision they should be making. Not so told, not just so, asking Baker, are you do you feel good enough to play? And that's yeah. the end of the conversation. 
So I told you earlier, I like music. What I think Case Keenum could be for at least a few weeks is a bridge over troubled waters. <laughs> okay. He's going to get you a few weeks. Get us a win this week. Get us the bye. Get Baker two weeks off. Get us back to that Ravens game. Imagine you go into six fucks. You're going into that Ravens game up, you know, six and five. He's got a couple weeks. And now you got a, a little bit healthier Baker with a healthy chub, a healthy hunt. Tell me that doesn't sound a little bit like I, I, that's where I would go with it. Jeff, do you I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, no, I was, I'm not gonna in, disagree I was in favor of, of Baker not playing in the Denver game on a short week um, and, and trying to get him healthy. Um, I think with the bye coming up in, you know, week after next, um, it's a great time to, to get him some rest Get him healed up as best you can, but again, that you know that's a medical staff call. You know, is 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 a couple of weeks off going to significantly change his health? They have to decide, you know, whether that is a good decision. Um, yeah, I don't think you and I, I, I you and I, I don't think you and I know that. No, it's not going to make his sh- broken shoulder better or his torn labrum probably horrendously or, or incredibly better, but. What it'll do is it'll give him two weeks off from getting it hit. Like, if I had right. a torn labrum Make and him I feel got better. hit, yeah, right. If I got hit five times on a torn labrum, I tell you what, I'd be in a hospital bed. Like, so the guy, he just if you gave him two weeks, I just feel like maybe that's what he needs. And Keenum can do exactly what he could do right now. So give him that with this running game. Beat the Ravens. Get to the bye. You're seven and five then. If you could somehow beat them again, all of a sudden you're eight and five, and it, everything is in front of you with a may not a healthy Baker, but a better Baker, right? We, we would hope. hope. So. Yeah, yeah. We, we would hope, as we say, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, look, you're not getting any argument from me. I mean, I I, I think that's why you have a high-paid backup quarterback I, I i've said that many times on but this, that's my this question podcast. why doesn't he play like the guy is a six million dollar backup quarterback and we don't want to play him like play the guy he he's proven with the vikings he can go in there and win games yeah well i mean I, they, I they played him against denver they played him against denver uh you know i don't know what the thought process was with detroit i i would have played him against detroit you know i'm not going to argue you know, I'm not. I'm not going to say I wouldn't have done that. Um, I probably would have started him against Detroit with Baker feeling uh, really banged up. I mean, if you can't beat Detroit with a backup, like why not let Baker get his shoulder a little better for a few weeks, get it under control, stop getting hit. I, I just don't understand it. Like, and again, I'm not saying this is Baker. I think this is Stefanski giving in to Baker, which I think is a problem. You're a head coach. You are the guy that you're the, you know, like a CEO of an organization or a company or whatever. You make the calls. You don't let your vice president tell you what to do. So that bothers me. It's based on medical information, though, too, you know, which which we don't have. Yeah. Like Jeff said, like Jeff is saying. So, um, 
You know, guys, the the defensive effort against, and I'm going to shift here a little bit, um, the defensive effort against Detroit, you know, Browns give up 10 points in the last, you know, in the second half. Man, what a boring game. Browns scored 13 points in the, you know, two touchdowns in the second quarter. Don't get anything more in the, in the Lions score 10 in the second half, and that's it. Um, you know, Smith, Smith and Ward had the, the interceptions. The Browns don't get a sack in this game. How how do they not get a sack against the Lions? I man, against a you know against a backup quarterback. You know, I mean the defense played played well um, overall. You know, everybody's I think, I think mad that's about just that. the, that's just the book on Tim Boyle. Rod is that you know he he doesn't like to be sacked and he gets he rid gets of the ball really fast, quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the announcers pointed that out a few times. How he threw the ball to guys who really he really shouldn't have thrown to, and he really put guys out to dry a few times. Um, so I, I guess that's I guess that's understandable. So, um, and it was noticeable. But uh, you know, it's pretty still a nice effort by the defense. Only give up ten points. So um, even with it, even with it being Detroit, even though I'm sure you know a lot of fans probably want to shut out, but uh, you know. Is what it does. Well, we. Yeah, finally, I don't think um, I. I don't think I could ever put too much on the defensive line. I love our defensive line. I think they get pressure and they do the, a, a good job there. And um, yeah, they got good pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and but listen, sometimes our our linebackers disappoint me, our secondary a little loss of times or whatever. But defensive line, I'm always going to give them props. So I, I think they did okay and did enough to to win the game. So. I think yeah. we finally found a role that Ronnie Harrison can be successful in in this game, which is, is something to take away from it, positive-wise. Um, you know, he was the box safety sort of hybrid linebacker role in yeah. this mm-hmm. game. Um, and he played really he played well. well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. No, he, he had a great uh, the, corners, the corners played really well. I mean, I thought Greedy did a, a good job in man coverage. Um, Denzel, again, you know, did what he does and, yeah, and elevated Denzel everybody plays, else. When Denzel plays, he's unbelievable. Like the problem with him is, you know, his health, just like we're talking about with other guys. But when he plays, he is, he's got to be what? Top five, 10 corner in the league. I would say yeah, top, I, I, top 10 easily. Yeah, yeah, top 10. I mean, he's, he's shut down corner. And so, yeah. I think well, he's close, as close to shut down. As close to shutdown as you get nowadays, yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty tough in this league to shut anybody down, but yeah, Denzel comes pretty close. Yeah, yep. definitely. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the defense defense was good. If you get that kind of an effort against, uh, you know, teams going forward, then then you, you have some hope in your season if, uh, if the Browns can get, you know, if they can get the offense going. So well, and let me say this about the defense because I think they've gotten a lot of shit all all season. I, I they don't, have. Yeah. I don't know that they deserve it. Listen, Joe Woods, I don't think he's done a horrendous job. I don't think the, the defense has been that bad. When you turn the ball over and you don't create drives and you give teams short fields, you're gonna get scored on. I don't I really don't think the defense has been as bad as people have made it out to be. Now, has it been what I wanted it to be with the, with the names on this team? No. But overall, I really don't think it's been what some people think it has been. So uh, I will just say that. I don't think Joe Woods has been as bad as, as people thought. And 
God bless. I mean, Garrett is as good as a, a defensive end is in the league. Clowney's been unbelievable. Some of the guys in the secondary. Now, we need linebackers for sure next year. But overall, I don't think it's been that horrendous. Well, I think JOK is only going to get better. And, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, I, I think Jacob Phillips, he comes back. I think he's a guy that they can grow with, too. But, yeah, I'm with you. Um, they, they probably need some more help at linebacker potentially. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this, this just isn't a league where you where you pitch shutouts that often. You know, I think I think when people look at the Browns' defense, I think they're thinking 1980s football, and and that's not how the league <laughs> is now. You know, yeah, if, no, if you go out there and give up 10 to 20 points a game, you're doing good. No, you're you're right. spot on. I think a lot of people are set in 1986 when. We'd run Biner and Mac, and we'd win, you know, twenty to ten or whatever. And those days are gone. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just you don't. Um, it, it's it's not that that common to only give up ten points or less in the game. So, um, you know, it it happens. But uh, it, the, these forty three to forty two games are almost as common as that now. So you just got to right. be used to it. So um, Browns news. I think the biggest Browns news was, was probably the booing of Baker and Baker's response to that. Uh, Baker pretty much said, uh, let's see if I can get this right. He said, those are probably the same fans who cheer very loudly when we're on offense. And I'm, and we're trying to get them to quiet down. So, yeah, and I, I, I'll just pick it up right there like he needs to shut up like again this if this is a franchise quarterback you don't blame the wide receiver that's now gone you don't blame fans you make plays and listen there are going to be dumb fans that do that at games or whatever but i don't want to hear it from him like you're you're supposed to be the franchise quarterback of this organization Act well, he like, said it like, didn't bother him because of that. So well, I know he said it didn't bother him, but it obviously did because he ran off the field like a baby and he had his wife <laughs> tweeting about it. Like, so it, it is bothering him. Like, he, he can say it doesn't. It bothers him. Like, he's going and crying about it. So that's – I don't want him doing that stuff. Like, that's what we don't need out of our franchise quarterback. So you guys can disagree with it if you want. I'm just going to say this. There are not other teams in this league or in this division where if their team is leading in a game that the fans are booing their offense or their quarterback. It just doesn't happen and it shouldn't happen. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'll let you give your opinion, Jeff. I don't care what Baker said. It doesn't make that much difference to me. Yeah, I mean, fans are going to fan. You know, they're going to do what yeah, they want to do. Yeah, I'll just say maybe we're the most passionate of the fans. I don't know, like, whether that's good or bad or dumb or stupid, whatever. Like, All right. <laughs> I've, talked to, I've talked to fans on Twitter and, and other fans, and the thing is it's not always just the passionate Browns fans at the games. It's it's people that get tickets through the through the brokers and everything that don't go to games that often. Yeah. So 
a lot of these people don't know how to be fans of the game. They don't know when to cheer. They don't know that you're supposed to get loud when your defense is out there and be quiet when your offense is out there. They don't know that you don't boo your team when your team's winning. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and blame all Browns fans because I think we have some smart fans. Yeah, and I will also say they're – uh, this is going to be a weird statement for you, Rod and Jeff, but this, this, just listen. There were a lot of Lions fans at that game. Like, there were a lot of Lions fans up up in that, like, close section that were making noise. Like, I mm-hmm. saw a video. So, I don't think it was just Browns fans, but listen, okay, okay. Jeff, you know, it, it, he made the comment. Fine, move on. It was a it, whether you do, do agree or disagree with his comment. Just it, it's we, we got to move on from that because if we sit on comments like that from him, we're done. So no, know. we don't need to make that big of a deal out of it. I agree. Yeah. I don't think Baker was making a big deal out of it. He no, was I don't brushing, either. I think he yeah. was kind of brushing it off. So I he didn't care. I completely agree. And I think people made a bigger deal than than it. Really he was kind of saying. He was kind of saying those are the fans that aren't real. Correct. Um, just like you were just real saying. passionate fans. Yeah. Kind of so I, I agree with them and that's fine. Move on. Like most games won't have that. Let's just move forward. So. Yeah. So um, Browns have, uh, I tell you guys what, uh, the Browns with all of the injuries um, aside from Baker, man, it, it's looking like they could be pretty healthy this coming week. Um yeah, if, we're, we're going to get Hunt back. We're going to get an offensive line back. I mean, Hunt and uh, yeah, Conklin's supposed to be, yeah. be so, practicing. Again, and Landry this, and uh, DP, DPJ are, so, are uh, again. So this is the game. I, we've got to get this. So whether that's and it's not going to be Keenum. I, I've already said it nine times, but it, it won't be Keenum playing. But it's fine if it's Baker. We've got to get this win. If you get to seven and five and get to the bye. Everything is in front of you. You could get another win against the Ravens, get to eight, and then there's no way you don't get to 10 or 11 then and make the playoffs and, and go. So th- this week, in my opinion, is probably the season. If you lose, I think they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, home game, Sunday night, like, what? What? let me ask you guys this. What do you guys think? Are we going to win or lose? I think we're going to win because Jeff and I are going to be at the game, and Jeff and I are undefeated when we go to games together. You guys are undefeated? Yeah. What's your record? 2-0. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than 1-0. Oh. But, the, hey, listen, that's awesome. So I, yeah. I, that's cool. Yeah. I, I, that's good. That's good news. So we should win. So awesome. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We I mean, we're not going to issue any guarantees or anything, but we can hope. For a win, let, so. let me ask you this at, at the beginning of the season, um, yeah. when you looked out, you know, through 17 weeks at all the different games on the schedule, and you saw Baltimore in Baltimore on November 28th, what category did you put that game in, win or loss? Loss, who are you asking me? Either one of you, oh, yeah. Oh, I put it in. I put in. Yeah. I put it in a loss, and that was when I was picking. I think thirteen and four for their record, right? Or fourteen and three, yeah, or something I, like I that. I would say a loss too. But here's where I think we could win. Um, 
if we're running the ball well and we can play defense like we know we can, there's no – I think we could beat any team in the NFL if we could play like that. Does that make sense? When you run yeah, sure. club and yeah. punt and yeah. you play D like we can, you could beat any team. But we just – we haven't done it. And what drives me crazy, I think, is a lot of Stefanski and – Maybe it's some of Mayfield too, but we could definitely beat them. But yeah, uh, if nothing else, go ahead. Here's my point with that, though. Okay, my my point with that is when you look at a game and you say, "This is our season. We're we're living and dying this week." Okay. Um, Well, it's it's been each of the past three weeks for one thing. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a game that at the beginning of the season, when you, when you were saying we were going to go 13 and four, and this is a game that you thought was going to be one of those four losses. Yeah. Okay. And now we're saying, Oh God, we've got to win this one to save our season. Okay. Isn't that a little bit unrealistic? My, my point is, we know Jeff, that nine or 10 Jeff, wins. Jeff, let me nine, stop you hold there. On a, hold on a second. No, hold on a second. Tom. All right, go on. We know that nine or 10 wins is what it's going to take to get into the playoffs this year. It, it, is it? That, so that's what, what my question is going to be. What is the what is the number? Do you think oh, the AFC, you think the AFC is wide open. The AFC wide is open. wide open this year. Yeah, absolutely. So you think it's 9, 10, or 11? I think I think 9 or 10 will get you into the playoffs this year. All right, so we need we need three or four. Okay, so so go ahead. Yeah, so if you need three or four more wins, why does one of them have to be this week in Baltimore? We know that's going to be one of the most difficult games on our schedule coming into it. Now, granted, because Baltimore, because Baltimore's well the now. next week, we got to win one of those. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think you have to win one of the two. Don't you have Baltimore to win one of those, thing. Jeff? Yeah, yeah, you have to win you, one of the two. You've got to split one. You can't go right. To but you, your statement was we need to win this game. To, okay. No, no, I, I'm I saying, agree that we need, I'm to, saying, we need to do well. I'm in our saying division. if we win, I'm saying if we win both, we have a chance at the division. If we well, win true. this week, if yeah. we win sure. this week, we we have a really good shot at the playoffs. I think we got to get to nine. I don't. I think the number might. A lot of people are saying nine. I think it might be ten. No. Okay. It, well, I so, think I think ten have, gets do, you in. Do, yeah. do either of you guys have the schedule in front of yeah. you? How do we get to ten? Well, there's six games left, so we win four. You know, God, I mean, we we win four. Damn you, simple? Jeff. Okay, I'm not I'm not <laughs> that bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, well, I mean, we got uh, we we go um, we go uh, uh, what? So uh, Baltimore, 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 and then it's um, I think it's the uh, then it's Raiders, then Packers, then Steelers, then Bengals. I mean that, and is I'm not rough. looking at the schedule, guys. I just know that. That, that yeah, look, is look, Tommy, rough. Listen again, the Tommy. Ra- I don't, I don't the Raiders to, are the Raiders. We can beat the Raiders. We can beat the Packers. Fuck. Um. I mean, we got a game left against the Bengals. Are uh, in yeah, Cleveland. We can beat the Bengals. So, so um, the Steelers and and two against the Ravens and, and right. the Raiders. Um, all right. So give. All right. So let's do it right now, Jeff. Six and five, what's our record at the end of the year? Look, Tommy, 
again, I, I don't mean to give you a hard time about this, but I can do math, but I can't carry on two arguments at the same time. Okay. We talked about this week's game. All right. Yeah. And, and this week's game, whether or not it's a must win. Okay. All I'm saying is, is this week's game doesn't have to be a must win. I don't care what happens after this week. All right. Right now, all I'm saying is, is if we can win four more of those next six, we have a great shot at the playoffs. If we win three more of the next six, we got an outside chance, depending on who we beat. Okay. okay. And, and, you um, see, and you see that. Um, with the way our quarterback's playing right now, hell no. Okay. That's all I need to know. Okay. Rod, same yeah. question. Rod, same question. Can we make the playoffs? Well, of course the Browns can make the playoffs. They got a great running game, and, and the defense is playing well. Um, All right, you look know. at the schedule and tell me. I mean, the schedule's it. tough. The schedule is is very tough. But you know, I mean, you you have to look at the way the other teams in the division are playing too. And right none now, of these teams in the division, division are that scary. Okay. Right they, now, our division has the toughest remaining schedule. Oh yeah. On a win percentage basis in the okay. league, our whole yeah, division does. Look at the Ravens' last four games, guys. They just beat the Bears, okay, 16-13. to 13. And I know Lamar didn't play in that game, but they beat the Bears 16-13. to 13. You remember when the Browns played the Bears? You remember how close that game was? It wasn't close, okay? <laughs> no. It wasn't close at all. Um, the Ravens just barely beat them. Um, the Ravens lost to the Dolphins 22-10 to 10 before that, and then they... They beat Minnesota 34-31. Okay, we'll call that a draw with the Browns. And then and then they got uh they got spanked by Cincinnati. What was that? 41-17. I don't think I wrote the score down. Um, how'd the game against Cincinnati go for the Browns? Pretty good. So you can't walk into Baltimore feeling like the Browns don't have a shot in this game. No, no, I, I don't. So, I just, I'm, I, I no, I'm not saying you, you do, guys. but, yeah, yeah. but the, uh, the Ravens. Let, let's look at it. Let's, let's look at it this way, guys. Of the six remaining games, I'm going to answer your question, Tommy, okay? Yeah. Um, we have two with the Ravens. Yeah. We have the Raiders, the Packers, the Steelers, and the Bengals. Yeah. If we split with the Ravens, okay. the only other game on our schedule that I think we don't have a chance in is the Packers game on Christmas. Every I think other that's game, the toughest game. I think that's the toughest game, yeah. Every other game, I think we have a good shot in. Again, I don't know which Baker's going to show up. I don't know who's going to have COVID, okay? But if you look at who we're playing, okay, the, the Raiders are 5-5. Five and five. They've, they've been up and down just like we have, okay? The yeah. Steelers suck. And we've already beaten the Bengals. So if right, we can, right, so, if we so can Jeff, win three or four of those and, right, and, so and Jeff, only lose I, once I, to the Ravens. I put you at 10 and 7. You, we make the playoffs. 10 and 7 make it? If we split with the Ravens. 10 and 7 makes the playoffs this year. 10 and 7 make the playoffs? And we take care of the I rest of the does. business. 10 and 7 does. might get us in. All right. So I'll say that I think that's the number. I don't think 9 and 8 is there. Ten and seven, you guys okay? I would agree. Okay. I would agree. Um, so let me address a couple other things. Can I or no? I, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. okay. So the other thing that came up on Twitter that's just been out of control 
is that people aren't fans um, if they don't root for Baker. Um, if you don't, if you're not a Baker fan, you're not a fan anymore. And people are going like, I don't know if Rod, you're on Twitter, Jeff, I don't know if you are, but it's unbelievable. The battles that are on Twitter right now over who's a Browns fan because of Baker, like you like him or you don't. And if you're not with him, you're not a fan. Like, I'm just curious, Jeff, like, what what is your take there? Like, how dumb is this? Like, wh- why are we at this as fans? Um, I think I addressed this last week or week before, Rod, um, about, you know, the, the, the Mary Kay Cabot School of, of sports writing. Um, I think some fans approach the team in the same way where it's sort of opportunistic. Um, you know, if we're, if we're looking to build our following, we mm-hmm. take certain positions, um, and we tend to ramrod those positions. Um, and, and the, the whole idea of, of, um, being objective about the team and, and about players really doesn't matter anymore. Um, if, if you are a true fan, if you're, you know, a real fan, you feel this way, or you've are you cool? made this are you evaluation. Doing, are you doing air right? quotes right now? Right, right. Um, so, <laughs> so my standing, my my position on this is, um, I don't really care what people think um, about the team, about me, about anything. Um, what I care is how this team plays. I care about where the organization is headed long term, and what's best for the Cleveland Browns organization. And all of this stuff is just sort of fans being fans and, and, and having fun with each other at their own expense. What matters is the message that gets back to the leaders of the organization. Because at the moment that the Haslam's feel like they're beginning to lose their fan base, is when they go into panic mode. And that's when you start seeing a whole bunch of dumb things start happening. True. And I do not want to see this organization go down that path again. I want to see this organization get through this season with whatever success we're going to have and build on that going forward. Um, To me, the the worst possible thing that, that can happen right now is that the Haslam's lose faith, lose faith in the coaching staff and or the front office, and we start another rebuild because our quarterbacks hurt or because we've had all kinds of issues this year, whatever they may be, and our record didn't measure up to what the fan base thought it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, that was fantastic. God bless you. Rod, give me something similar. Well, <laughs> something similar. I'm not going to I'm not going to copy off a of job. No, I'm just saying like you know, I'm so tired of the fan base that, you know, like you know what I'm saying like it's unbelievable what we see and I just feel like we we're all kind of on the same page, 
uh, same page here, the three of us, you know, saying yeah. what yeah, we I, want and what we're after. And then, like, you know. I'm not, yeah, I, you know, people get so hung up on people telling other people how to be fans and everything. But for me, Baker is the Browns' starting quarterback right now. I think he should be supported as the Browns' starting quarterback. And, and I understand I understand where you are on this, Tommy, and, and that, you know, the whole idea that, and, and I agree with you, there are games that he probably shouldn't be starting right now because of injury. Right. Okay. We, we have a full season after this, you know, where maybe there's another quarterback on the Browns that's, you know, maybe competing with him next, next season. We'll see what happens if the Browns bring somebody in or draft somebody or whatnot, but I think you need to support support the guy um, because that's how that's how I'm going to be as a fan. Okay, I support these guys as my team. I support Baker because I know he's out there doing everything he can uh, as a player, and I appreciate the person that Baker is. Okay, that doesn't mean that I think he's a perfect player and that he's doing everything perfectly. Sure, but. But this is not a time to be to be booing him or, you know, or or saying that, uh, you know, the Browns need to get rid of him or anything else like this, because it's just that's not going to happen. OK, Baker signed through next season, so he's going to be here. So everybody just needs to, I, I think, quit. I mean, all, all the fighting is for naught. OK, it, it's a waste of everybody's time. Regardless of what you think about Baker, he's a part of this team, and he's going to be a part of this team in the next season. So I support him. And obviously the best thing that can happen for this Browns team is for Baker to play better. And, and the, you know, the best thing there is that, is, is that these issues are truly all caused by the injury. And that yeah. when we see Baker next season... We see Baker uh, circa 2020, you know, the second half Correct. of 2020, I'm, and, and, I'm and we find that we've got a good quarterback. 100% with you, Rod. That's why I'm just saying maybe sit him this week, try to squeak out a win, get that bye, and then get him back. No? Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with it. I, I don't have an issue that's with, the, I with just Keenum think playing that a game. might be the point. Like, why can't Keenum beat the Ravens this week? Run the yeah. fucking ball with chubb and hunt and let's do it right you know i mean i thought keenan played a good game against denver um right. i mean you know the ravens have a good defense uh the the ravens offense guys um well, you know i, know I mean how to beat them you want you it, know how to beat them well i mean it, it's pretty much lamar you know lamar well, no what you do is you do exactly what the dolphins did. did you see what the dolphins did you put four safeties or four in the secondary back right deep and you blitz everyone else you blitz the other seven and he cannot do anything it was the most amazing game plan i've ever seen it well, it's, so it's well. just lamar guys it's just lamar they're, they're around their like fifth and fifth sixth seventh string running backs at this point right i mean so that's what i mean you put i mean they, they pulled there. guys out they've literally pulled guys out of retirement the right. start at running back, and these guys are just rotating <laughs> as so they if, avoid injuries. Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray. We put four guys back, and we rush everybody. It worked. 
the Dolphins had an unbelievable game plan. It worked so well. So that's what we got to do. If we don't do it, then Woods can get out of here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> they have to be smart because Baltimore is oh, obviously geez. Baltimore is as well coached as any team, you know, in in the league. So you can't go in there with some crappy game plan and expect to just beat Baltimore. So you got to go in there smart and, you know, and you got to be ready. And if they, if they're smart about it, they definitely have the team that can, that can measure up and beat this team. So, you know, right, hopefully, so hopefully they're ready let me, for it. Let me get, let me get game predictions, Jeff. That, that's my line, Tommy. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Tommy, listen, I, Tommy's I'm trying to take, usurp the host. Tommy's like taking this. over the, the, <laughs> well, the listen, MC I, role here. <laughs> I've never had anybody do that. Well, listen, Jesus. All right. <laughs> All right. Do, do you guys have anything else before we move on to the game predictions, which which was my next <laughs> item? <laughs> no. No, I, I think we're good. We've been going for a while. So uh so I've got mine written down. So um Tommy asks, so Jeff, let, let's let you go first on this your game prediction for the uh so the game that we will be at Sunday evening, freezing our You guys, you guys are what, 2-0 and o together, you said? We're 2-0, and o and it okay. goes back quite a ways. Okay. And we've actually, we're actually 2-0 and o with two overtime wins, by oh, the way. Oh, wow. So we might be, all right, then my prediction is probably OT. All right, good. All right. Um, so the line we didn't mention, I think, is three and a half. Round through. You you went out a little bit. Well, give us that line again, Jeff. Uh, I think it's three and a half. The Browns are getting three and a half. Okay. Do you know the over under? Uh, and I believe the over under is forty six on this. That's a little high. Yeah, well, a couple Seems points high. higher than it's been, but um, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm going to keep giving you this prediction until it's right. Um, <laughs> it might take all season. It might take it might take several seasons, but um, you know we have not yet been in a game that came down to a final possession field goal. And no. I mean we, we've we've had games that have involved every other scenario, um, but we've got to come up with a game where we win on a McLaughlin field goal. Um, so my prediction this week is going to be twenty six. 23 Browns. I'm going to pick the Browns, even though, you know, my head tells me that this isn't one of those games we thought we were going to win mm-hmm. because of what you just said, Rod, that, that, you know, we are, we are unbeaten when we're in attendance. Yeah. So I'm going to say that this will be the game that, that um, we win by three on that last second field goal, 26, 23, that gets me to 49. And I'm once again, taking the over. Okay. All right. Uh, wh- what do you have, Tommy? I am, uh, you guys have convinced me that we're probably going to win and maybe in overtime. So I'm going 20 to 17 Browns in overtime. Oh my gosh. That's the score I had written down, but well, I'm going to go, just go with, it I'm going to, I'm going to keep it at 2017, but I'm going to say it's going to be on a field goal by, by Chase McLaughlin, but it's not going to be in overtime. So I'll give you the overtime, and I'll stick with with regulation. Okay. Yeah, there you go. 
Listen, I wrote down the 2017 we, we before. Be right. There's nothing nice wrong with these both being right. Yeah, I just <laughs> didn't want to sound like I was copying off, even though I wrote my score down like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys told me you guys both won in overtime and this and that. So, you know, you kind of created my score. Yeah, well... Let, let's hope we're uh, let's hope we're uh, up to the challenge and we can continue that streak. Well, we need you guys. We need seven and five for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, we've been going a while here. So, so Tommy, do you have any words in closing for us? No, guys, this has been a lot of fun. And uh, listen, uh, uh, you know, follow me on WTF Brown. But uh, Rod, you're a good man and. Jeff, you're not on Twitter, right? No. Oh, well, that's too bad. But uh, go Browns, and you know, let's let's keep it up, my friends. Appreciate it, Tommy. Uh, Jeff, any words in closing? Man, I hope it's warm in Baltimore Sunday because I bought my heated gloves, and I'm I'm not looking forward to freezing my balls off. That's something like <laughs> 37 degrees. <laughs> Bring fireball, Jeff. Fireball is not a bad idea. So there you go. It's going to be fun. This has been the Browns Blitz. We will catch you next time.